everyone. This is Anthony with Bangin' Beers Podcast. This is a part of our interview series once again. Um, very, very excited for this one. Um, I got I got Chad and Matt on the phone, and they're from the the page, uh, the social media pages, and website uh, breweries in Pennsylvania. Um, they're they're my go-to place for for beer news and stuff. Uh, they 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 do a fantastic job, and we're gonna learn about you know how the the page came about and talk some beer in between. How you guys doing? Great, thanks for having us on. Great, thank you for having us. So, uh, if you guys wanted to say, "Hey, this is Chad" or "This is Matt," so people can determine the voices here. Yeah, that's probably best, right? <laughs> so, this is uh, this voice you're ta- you're hearing right now is Chad, and this is Matt. <laughs> awesome. So, how did you guys uh, how did you guys meet? Are you guys longtime friends, or how did that come about? Uh, so, Chad, you want me to explain this? <laughs> so, uh, so actually, funny story is uh, Chad is married to my cousin. Oh wow! Um, so yeah, so we met. Uh, I don't know how many years ago now, Chad. Five, six, yeah, a little seven. over, yeah. So um, yeah, Chad came to a Super Bowl party at my house, brought some beer over, and um, kind of the rest is history. The bromance was born. <laughs> did he bring craft beer, or was it what kind of beer did you bring over? He did bring craft beer. We argued about this for a while, and um, <laughs> he did bring craft beer. It was not macro, Chad. Right. <laughs> it was a nice, uh, nice Sam Adams Boston Lager. So nice. About five or six years ago, about as uh, craft as as you could get at the time. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because where I'm, where we're from, Pennsylvania, and where I'm at in Pennsylvania, School County, uh, everyone's like, "Oh, I don't really like craft beer." I'm like, "You, you've, you've been drinking Yingling since you're probably even not <laughs> even old enough to drink. That is craft beer, like, right? <laughs> you, know, you like craft beer, you just don't realize. It. Yeah, yeah, you don't exactly." Even, because <laughs> you, you're drinking the godfather of craft beer like they've been around so long that you think that they're all over the world but they're really not the old chesterfield come on now i love that that's my beer. favorite favorite yingling product great beer i just People found take out that for granted yeah i just found out that's only exclusive to our area really yeah i didn't i, I never knew that. that i was in new jersey uh last weekend and somebody bought a six pack i was like yo that's a great beer and they're like oh, wow. what yeah, so I was. We, we, I think we were told like three or four times this month that they're like, "Yeah, Chesterfield's like exclusive to a certain area. Like you can't go to Florida and get Chesterfield." I was like, "Really?" And uh, like, yeah. I wonder if it's All like right. Southeast PA and like you know uh, Southern Jersey or something. Yeah. Maybe. I I love walking so. into certain bars in school County. It's on tap, and especially if you get really lucky, they have Chesterfield mm-hmm. on tap and they have the uh, the Porter on tap, and you can make the real Black and Tens because that's what Black and Tens supposed to be. Yeah, not the premium. So what? So did you try the Hershey's? I did. That's my question. Yeah, you did. Did you like it? Um, I did. I, I thought it was. I thought it was a good step for Yingling to be like, "Hey, we're trying something new for people." Um, mm-hmm. I would have liked a little more chocolate because it was a porter. I didn't get the uh, super. I know I was telling you before we started recording. I have a hard time with stouts because everything tastes yeah. like coffee. So porters, I can get away with. Um, I, I did enjoy it. I would I would have liked a little more chocolate, but it still I think still stayed a Yingling style beer, and I I, I enjoyed it. It didn't blow me away, but it was something yeah. that once I had a bunch of times, I got over it, and I was like, it's eh, not my go to because I like to go out and you know obviously it's it's not a drink all day beer by all means. Yeah, yeah, it's a good dessert beer. It was good though. Yeah, you're right for you know for for the one one or two times you have it. It's, yeah, it's pretty good. But I agree. It it, it was you know. You were looking for a little bit more. Yeah. I, I liked it, but I would have liked it as a stout. And I think that they should they it shouldn't have been a porter. <laughs> but that's just my two cents. I yeah. still thought it was good. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of guys in our show were bummed with the the new the new flight. And I was like, Well that's not made for us. You know what I mean? It's not yeah, our demographic. Right. I mean if you if you look at flight at, through the lens of a craft beer fan, right, you're probably not gonna enjoy it. But if you look at through the lens of well, I want something that's easy drinking and still allows me to support lo- a local business. Mm-hmm. Then it's then it's perfect. But yeah, I, like we see flight get posted on social media all the time, and and people it feels like they treat it with that craft beer lens where it has to have an impact of flavor and hops and the, you know the whole nine. It's like well, that's not what that beer is meant for. That yeah. beer is meant for you know you can drink a six pack or two. Uh, on a nice day while still supporting a, a you know a local business. Absolutely, one of the big things too that we fall we we fall into a trap. What I think ever a lot of people fall into a trap with is with uh, craft beer is if it's not a stout or an IPA, it especially like Untapped because our show is our our show is pretty much dedicated like to be a 
beer club, but it's recorded. So we we mm-hmm. use on tap very heavily. We try to find beer news and we try to plug local distributors as well as breweries. So our new thing that we're trying to do is like, because we have to rely heavily on distributors because that's we don't really have many breweries in our area, especially that can. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, so we will go and buy like a six pack and say, hey, the, we got these beers from this place or this bar that does because we have we're really fortunate having some bars in our area, too, that uh, that have craft beer. So excuse me one mm. second. I swallowed my spit wrong or something. I was like dying. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like scared to cough right now because everyone's like, he right. has it. He has it. Right. <laughs> are you, now, are you drinking, though? That's the question. Do you have a beer in your hand? Yes, I am drinking uh, Super Mash Bros by Stable 12. Nice. I'm a, I, Chad, beer. what do you have? I uh, I have that, that beer to be released tomorrow. Ooh, um, exclusive which, beers. I guess I guess if we... Yeah, we, I, have already on, I have it in my so, hand, too, so go ahead. It's already <laughs> on our, yeah, it's already on our site, but uh, yeah, Sheets... T- sheets teamed with uh oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. brewing on if a uh, beer called hop dog ipa we were calling it the limp biscuit beer yeah, yeah. right it's it really that's the first thing when we heard about it the first <laughs> thing i thought of is uh, oh hot dog flavored water huh when they were, wonder when they're gonna make the chocolate covered starfish yeah yeah so we're actually trying to look for that for the show so if you if it's if you find it anywhere let me know where we can pick that up yeah, any, any sheets as of today they released it today oh nice oh well, I'm sorry. There's a list of sheets on our website. Yeah. Oh, oh um, there you go. I'll definitely go check it out. I will. I will tell you though is, just to give like an honest first take opinion of it, it smells like hot dogs, but it doesn't oh. taste like. It. <laughs> all right, good. <laughs> Listen, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm honest. Like, it doesn't taste like hot dogs at all. Like, it just tastes like an IPA. Nice. It's just you get that weird hot dog flavor. Yeah. Or I mean, I mean, uh, smell, not flavor. <laughs> um, so it's it's strange. Like, it, it's kind of a mind fuck, but yeah. I don't know, Chad. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. It's it definitely is. I don't know how familiar you are with the brewery that brewed it, Neshaminy Creek. They're based out of Bucks County, PA, which is down in the Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell it's definitely one of their beers. Like Neshaminy Creek, definitely specializes in more of the traditional style IPA, right? The IPA that's that's got a, a nice hop bite to it. Um, is in they don't really go the hazy route that much. They they do offer hazies, of course, but it's definitely not what they specialize in. Like me, my, I'm, one of my favorite beers is uh, Shape of Hops to Come, which is uh, a you know by today's standards a super hoppy beer compared yeah. to what's out there on the market. Well, I don't necessarily think that you know that's an easy way to compare it. And this beer drinks exactly right like that. It's not overly bitter by any means, but it's more of a traditional hoppy ipa that you know people were drinking you know three five years ago compared to obviously what's in the market now yeah it's not hazy so all the haze bros are not gonna like it but (laughs) (laughs) i think it's worth a try because look like just because just because you don't think it might be good i mean you have to give everything a try so 100 i I don't know well yeah that's what i was saying too like going back to tarantino here like yeah you look at it like scores untapped and someone makes like um a pills or they make like a really crushable all day beer and people are like eh it's a 2.53 but then they like the same brewery makes a hazy ipa and people are like this is a four four five oh you you only get the high scores if you're a really hoppy hazy ipa but if you make like a really crushable all day beer it's kind of like frowned upon which is i think it's kind of stupid i also think they look at the score before they check it in yeah. So their mind is already thinking, oh, this should be a four or above. Yeah. Instead of actually giving themselves a, a true rating, right? So. Yeah. What I actually even start doing personally is I would I actually change my format a little bit because I was giving fours away like they were can I was giving them away like I was a a, 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 a beer girl on Instagram. Everybody gets fours, you know. Um, <laughs> fours for everyone. <laughs> yeah, fours for everyone. Um, but I, I changed it up a little bit. And I, I was trying, and I'm not doing it to be like cynical. I'm just trying to be I'm trying to be honest, and I want that four to mean something. Like if you're a four and up. Um, but well, also I also when I score on the show we we do tasters kind of like flights because we we're, we don't i don't want everyone to leave here hammered and we do you know obviously want to support drinking responsibly our show is not just getting drunk and being idiots because no one likes those drinkers either um like if you can't <laughs> handle your beer just don't drink like just go away i don't want to i'm not partying with frat boys all night like i want to just enjoy yeah. myself have a good time have a conversation like um but yeah so the uh i scored on taster too because sometimes you'll drink a full beer 
and by the by the time you get to the end of it, you're like, you know what, this didn't sit with Will with me by the end of it. But like, if you had like a small taster, it might not be the same score sometimes to me. Like a sa- yeah. like a sour, you drink a, t- a taster of a sour, and you're like, oh man, that's really good. It hits all the notes. But then you, you try to drink a full pint of it, and you're like, oh. Man. Yeah, it might be overwhelming. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's a little too much by like you, you know you get towards the end of that glass. Yeah, I mean I know craft beer is expensive, but at the end of the day, my thought process is you know just give it a try, right? Yeah, you you might be surprised what you like. I I was kind of that same way with sours not too long ago, you know, a few handful of years ago. I was really not drinking a lot of them, and then I was introduced to them, um, and you know, kind of not against my will by any means, but definitely like, all right, I'm not looking for these, but I'll give them a try. And ever since then, I've definitely been trying almost every sour I can get my hand on. So I I always tell people, right, you know, you really should go out of your way to try something instead of seeing what people are saying about it online and then make your decision (laughs) from there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the whole, the whole beauty of craft beer is uh, infinite flavors and infinite combinations and everybody putting their spin on things and, uh, you know, you have to give everybody a chance just because somebody says something's good. And this goes back to the whole rating thing and the conversation we had before, you know, you started recording was why we don't, why Chad and I don't rate things, why we don't rate beers or do beer reviews anymore, because who's to say if Chad and I like it or not, like anybody out there who's following us could have a different opinion of this. Yeah. And just because we say it's not good doesn't mean you don't think it's good. And our whole opinion is, Here's the facts, you know, here's what it's made with or here's what we think, but also go try it yourself. Like, we're not going to tell you it's bad or good because, honestly, we all have different opinions. And, yeah. and, and that's how we're going to that's how we're going to leave it. So um, I like you know, that. Correct me if I'm wrong. I Chad. like that move. <laughs> I, I, I definitely like that move. Um Unfortunately, that we kind of built our show up on the review thing, so we. <laughs> I, I think yeah, I'm too yeah. I'm too far to back out on that now. But I I definitely try to without being an educated person when it comes to making the beer like same thing with like football i'll never be in the nfl but i feel like i'm like i could tell someone hey you'll like this player for this reason this reason this reason you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i yeah. always try to say like hey if you drink this beer i think like a big thing i try to do too is we it's cool county for how fortunate we are of having craft beer there are still a big majority of people who aren't into craft beer because we being in a small poor coal region area you know, people go to a bar and they can get a dollar seventy-five draft of Miller Lite, and they're good for the whole night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're not open to try that other one on the tap. But I can tell, like, hey, this beer here is like a Pills or an IPA, but it's a session IPA. It's not super hoppy. It's almost similar to what you're drinking now, but you're supporting someone local. You're supporting a come up here, and probably alcohol volume is double your Miller Lite, and it's like maybe a dollar or two more. You should give it a shot. You know what I mean? Like, so I try to like flavor profile wise, like this will probably be a good introduction beer to someone who's trying to switch domestic to craft. Yeah, that's and that's kind of why we try to tell, you know, kind of to Matt's point, right? It's for us. It's not about the reviews. It's more about telling the story of supporting local. Yeah, that's why we have, you know, our behind the scenes stuff that we do. We have a meet the brewer series where we get we interview brewers from all these breweries. We try to tell the news and the stories of what's going on, because for us, it's not just specifically about, okay, you know, give this beer a try because we really liked it. It's more no, check out this small business or this local business because mm-hmm. they're doing some great things. They're probably members of the community or they're like, you know, breweries that are opening up by like, you know, policemen or firefighters or, you know, people you want to support that are that are in, in industries that are, are for a good cause. Right. So it's really for us. It's about telling the story and giving you a reason why you should support more than anything else. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the story behind the beer, too, is like. You know, I, I don't know if you follow our Facebook group, too, is, you know, we have been trying as hard as we can to build a community for, for, for PA beer, right? So where people can talk about it and and discuss their opinions, you know, without us sharing ours on people. But, like, you know, what do you like? What do you not like? What are you drinking tonight? Um, recommendations, things like that. So that's basically our, our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um just just for community and um what the stories we share are meant to show people the story behind beer right yeah not just not just here's the beer but here's the face that makes your beer here's the people that own the brewery and you know they're independent and why should you follow them and drink their beer yeah well my my main podcast that kind of started the whole thing is called interviews everyday people and Mm -hmm. it was pretty much the same thing as like letting people tell their stories but 
then it also turned into like small town business in our area, our bands, our artists, or anyone who has something to create. So it's kind of like, I definitely know where you're coming from because that's the same passion I have is, you know, sometimes I feel like for me anyway, like I'm really inspired by like, like Rogan and Howard Stern and they can mm-hmm. have someone on their show and I look at the headline and I'm like, oh, they're going to do like, for example, Howard Stern had M- Miley Cyrus and I'm like, everything about the media is they make fun of her, they pick on her, she's this, she's that. And then you sit down and listen to a, con- a, a real conversation with someone who drives a good conversation and, and an interview that feels like it's just two people having a conversation. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, she's just a normal, like I would party with her. She sounds like a, she seems like a cool <laughs> person. Like she'd be a good time. Yeah. Like she's super down to earth. She's level headed. Like she, like she's, yeah. you know what I mean? So I was like, man, if I can do that on a local level, because where we live is, is very good and people are awesome people, but we do have a lot of people that are judgy and they kind of put somebody, a, a, a face or a stigma on somebody without getting to know them. But if you just sit mm-hmm. and have a conversation with somebody, you'll probably support them more and you'll, you'll, you'll go out and be willing to be like, instead of going to the, you know, Walmart, you maybe you'll go to this candle place and downtown, whatever, and, and support them instead. Yeah, right. And I think it goes without saying that the world we live in these days, you know, not enough people are, are getting together to, to actually know each other. Cause, yeah. You know, all all this communication happens online and, you know, not not to get into it or anything. But obviously, if, if we spend a little more time face to face with one another than, you know, commenting on things online, I'm sure we would all get along a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're very we're very <laughs> so divided. True. We're divided by whatever things it may be, whether it be, you know, politics, religion, the big no no's. But at the end of the day, we're all we all want the same thing. We all want the, a, a good life. We all want to support one another. It's like exactly, so we, we just kind of we see a post on Facebook or media that's negative And it's just like, oh, I stigmatize every single person to be that type. And they're not, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, you know, we've seen um, a direct impact, you know, cause of what we've been doing during this whole past couple months of, of the virus and everything. Right. So, um, you know, our whole mission is to support these these small businesses, right, these small breweries. And, you know, we have seen many breweries reach out to us and say thank you, like from what you've done and the exposure you've gotten us. We've seen a direct impact on our sales. And, um, you know, it, it's great to see. Right. So, yeah. What we're doing, what our mission is, is actually working. So it, yeah. it's great feedback. Yeah, I, I agree. That's a, that's huge. Like especially we we do a lo- like a local bar and be like, hey, you know, we're, we're doing these beers and you can get them at this place. And then the the bar will message be like, yo, we're, we're our cooler got cleared out because everyone wants to try these beers that you recommended. And we're like, that's awesome. But our that's big awesome, our right? big thing is we want to get more of these breweries in Pennsylvania into more coolers in our area because like like a big thing for us is we rely we a lot of people aren't going to travel you know an hour and 45 minutes or two hours to pennsylvania to go get a can release or go get a, a six pack of your, your your staple beer but if it's in a distributor or a local bar where they can try it it'd be fantastic so we want to try to do like with our local bars that have five or six taps do like tap takeovers like bring in a ta- a brewery into this local a bar in our area and be like hey you know we're so we're trying to orchestrate stuff like that too which i think would be really fun to bring more craft beer awareness to our area yeah you, you make some interesting points i, I guess I've, I've lived in kind of not a not a major metropolitan area for so long but a, you know not too far outside of Philly. Yeah. I almost feel like a base, you know, from talking to you, I'm, I'm taking for granted how many breweries I can just pop into and grab beer when, <laughs> yeah. when yeah. you're talking about it, it's interesting to be like, Hey, we don't have a lot of options up here, you know, manufacturer wise, brewery wise fresh as much as we have to get it put in. So yeah, it sounds like you're definitely fighting a different fight. Yeah. So, and it's good to like hear for like a, a page like your guys or other ones out there where people are like, Hey, this beer, you know, this once again, hearing that story and being like, man, I really connect with that brewery. I'd love to have more of their stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So how did, yeah, how did the, the page and the idea of you guys getting together to create breweries of Pennsylvania uh, start and come about? Yeah, take that or, take yeah, sure. Show? <laughs> sure. So, you know, honestly, it was for us lack of resources. Um, you know, we, we talked a little bit about our background, but we're, you know, at the end of the day, we're really big craft beer fans ourselves. And so for us, it was as we're drinking craft beer, enjoying craft beer, supporting local. I mean, Matt and I just, you know, we're really passionate about supporting local. We, we really couldn't really find a lot of resources on on doing exactly that, supporting local. It was always a, a multitude of different websites apps you name it that we went to so it really became well how can we centralize all this stuff and and at first it started you know as with most stuff does 
social media page, just kind of reviewing beers. Here's what we're drinking, blah, blah, blah. Here's where you can find it. Kind of, you know, that basic stuff. Then people would start reaching out to us and start asking us questions about, well, what about this? What about that? And it, and it made us realize, well, maybe we should add more to the to our to our presence, right? We always had the website, but that was really more for funneling people to our, our beer reviews. So we then started using the website to tell brewery stories, right? Maybe they had a can release going on. Maybe they were celebrating an anniversary, you know, some basic stuff. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. We realized, well, if we're going to get into you know, the news items, we should start chasing the stuff that's sexy, right? You know, the, the stuff people are talking about, they want to talk about. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of became a one-stop shop. We created a bunch of lists where you could find different breweries. Uh, let's say maybe you're looking for a dog-friendly brewery or you're looking for a kid-friendly brewery. Uh, we created a map. We've obviously got a map of all breweries throughout the state. So that's as easy as just popping that open and saying, all right, I'm traveling. Where do I want to go? Let me get in there. Also, our kid and dog friendly breweries have corresponding maps as well, because, you know, again, if you're traveling and it's easier to look at it that way um, and kind of to Matt's point, we, we've gotten a lot of breweries to reach out to us and now use us as a sounding board for them. If it's a small brewery, they see our following and they say, well, we want to kind of take advantage of this, for lack of better words. Right. Mm -hmm. Can we can we can we you know, make an announcement through your through your social media channels or through your website, or you'll get, you know, even large breweries will be like, hey, we just want to diversify our audience. We know we have a core group of people that really care about us, but we also realize if we're in Philadelphia, Pittsburgh doesn't really know about us, or if we're mm -hmm. in Pittsburgh, Philly doesn't really know about us, and so they use us for those purposes. And then lastly, we've been kind of expanding the company into more of the event space. So we've held not only our own our own events as far as putting together beer fest to help you know share pennsylvania beer but we also work with um we work with organizations to help bring their events to life because a lot of beer fests are looking to diversify they you know the the old way of doing doing a beer fest is no longer working for them and what i mean by that is all right we call up a distributor and they give us their 30 to 40 brands from across the country well, let's face it, no one really wants to do that anymore because, quite frankly, that's no different than just going into your bar and sitting down and running a tap line, right? Mm -hmm. Instead, what people want to do is they want to enjoy usually locally made beer that's hard to get. So what these what these organizations will do is, you know, they'll essentially hire us almost as a broker where they'll say, all right, reach out to these breweries and get them to commit to our event so this way we can pour them. Um, at the event versus, like I said, going through one main distributor. So uh, it's it's evolved definitely just in the you know handful of short years that we've been alive. But it's it's really just become a passion project and something that we found a, a niche for and and have been trying to cultivate ever since. That's fantastic. Just what you're saying along with the Brewfest, you guys absolutely have to come out and hang out with us at the School County Brewfest. It did get yeah, for it, sure. it did get postponed. Uh, they're hoping to do it by August. It was actually supposed to be last two weekends ago. But how you were saying about like the, the this it's a uh, homebrew guys that literally just brew out of their garage right now and they're looking to start their own business. Yeah, well, the Pilger guys. We yeah, know them yep. pretty well. Pilger oh, yep. Yeah, really good. They're 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 buddies of mine. I've I've known them for awesome a while. Um, and what they do at the Brewfest is pretty much like the exact blueprint. What you said, like how they get these people to come in and they have like if you pay VIP, you get each one has a special beer that's only ran for the first hour so like that exclusiveness is makes you what that vip spot you know what i mean it's really really good with like I, I i didn't realize how good of a job they did until i went to other brew fests <laughs> i was like man you guys are killing it man like good for you and they're all about putting other people over which i love and um i'm a huge wrestling fan too so how they incorporate a wrestling to win the championship belt i think is a blast <laughs> and how you use and how you use the phrase putting people over yeah yeah putting yeah, yeah. oh my god i, I love you even more now <laughs> right. no no we yeah we, we know those guys really well and and we agree with everything that you're saying as far as their festival goes um we've seen the belt at a what was it i think we last saw it at tattered flags tattered flags defending champions yeah. yep it looks absolutely awesome but um but yeah i mean we've talked to those guys in the past about their event and and they're you know the reason that that event is so successful is exactly that right it's, they're hard work it's it's yeah they're, yeah. they're busting their butt but they're at the same time they're giving people a more 
more local flair. And, and let's face it, if you're going to a beer fest, I mean, I, I can only speak for myself, but I would have to imagine a lot of people feel this way. If you're going to a beer fest and I see, you know, 15, 20 brands that I that I can get at my local bar, why did I just pay my ticket? Exactly. Right? Yep, why exactly. did I pay a ticket to, to, to do something I could be doing by myself without yeah. crowded lines? But if I see a brewery that I've only ever heard about or that my friends might have told me about, and then again, I, you know, I'm a craft beer fanatic, so I'm not, I realize not every consumer is this way, but I imagine anyone listening is, is the same, you know, similar to, to us in that sense. If I hear about a brewery, but I've never had them before, I'm, I want to run and grab their beer at a beer fest right away. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I mean, having that mentality, I think will help the beer fest scene moving forward, because mm-hmm. I know from talking to brewers, you know, they are starting to get burnt out a little bit on the scene because not enough are supporting local. It's more just, mm-hmm. hey, we and the organization local. isn't great. Yeah, yeah. right. So, you know. so if if you put the care in like those guys are doing, you're definitely going to see the the benefits from it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's important to note too is like you know we've been involved in I, I think what Chad two of the biggest all PA beer fests yeah. ever. So we just did one last year, uh, Seven Springs. So we had 68, 68 PA breweries. Just so wow, it was supposed to be held again this year. Obviously, things are being pushed back um but you know it's it's a labor of love i mean chad and i personally called texted emailed uh instagram you name it um all these breweries and and got them in so uh, you know i i don't know it's very hard to stress how relationships have built a lot of things but Mm -hmm. it's it's more people trusting us and and knowing that we're going to bring their story to light and and helping them so i you know we're, we're just thankful for everybody you know helping us and in the friendships we've made along the way so. yeah now this this might be a hard question um to, to a- answer and uh, i want to put out there to people that this is not a a contest i know like when people say what's your favorite interview and then i just see every single yeah. every single face i've ever talked to's <laughs> eyes in my head and i'm like i can't pick a favorite but if if, right. you, if you can tell people maybe not to the school county harrisburg area but maybe in your area what are some breweries that people should be checking out or we should be we should put on our radar of some some ones that you're you're very uh big fans of Let's do a variety, Chad, because I don't want to. Sure. I don't want to just stay, stick to our uh, local. Because we have, you know, our favorites locally, but we also have our favorites in Pittsburgh. And, sure, yeah, and all across. So, uh, you want you want to start, Chad? Or you want me to go? Yeah. Um. I mean, if you're talking a little bit more local, my list always starts with Free Will Brewing in Parkersy, Pennsylvania. But one also one of the reasons my list starts with that is because that was really my introduction to craft beer. Um. You know, obviously I had drank craft beer at bars and whatnot, but from the local brewery scene, it was really those guys were probably first for me. So did, they, they always hold a with that. Did you like craft beer right off the gate? Like your first craft beer you ever had, did you love it? <laughs> um, no, right? Because the first, <laughs> the, first, the first craft beer I had was probably like uh, a golden monkey or like a, a something like that I probably shouldn't have been drinking at like 21 years old. That yeah. was like, all right, you, you need to ease your way into this. Yep. Um, but, you know, it didn't take me long. Uh, I would say I definitely became a, a fan of craft beer, you know, probably 23, 24 years old. Had a couple, you know, those first couple of years of macro beer because, let's face it, I was broke and, and Miller Lights were $1.50 and I just had to, you know, that's what I paid for. But it didn't take me long to, to you know, Yingling was probably, to be honest with you, one of my first introduction mm-hmm. into craft beer, as most people in this area um, were. Um, and then from there, kind of snowballed. But, you know, first introduction to actual brewing operations, like seeing it get made the whole nine and, and supporting local was definitely free will, which is why I always kind of shout their praises. Um, you know, not so local, but out in the Pittsburgh area, I always rave about the folks over at Stick City Brewing and not really Pittsburgh. They're actually in Mars, which is about 45 minutes north of Pittsburgh or so. Um, but one of the reasons I rave about them you know, the beer's good. Don't get me wrong. The beer's really good. I shouldn't just kind of, you know, uh, under undersell it there. But more importantly, it's the people there. Um, they're some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. It's a family-run operation. Um, they're just genuinely, you can tell, genuinely, genuinely good people, genuinely kind people. So it's just one of those breweries that you just want to support. Um, 
And then from there, you obviously have your big hitters. You've got 11th Hour, Grist House, Dancing Gnome out in Pittsburgh. Cinderlands is another one out in Pittsburgh. You also have on the on this side of the state, you have your, you know, Broken Goblet, your Levantes of the Worlds, those bigger, you know, we already talked about the Chamonix Creek earlier, kind of those bigger ones that, you know, you should definitely check out because they're pumping out a lot of liquid. Yeah. So if I had to narrow it down, that's probably a real uh, high-level look at my list. Yeah, I went to Pittsburgh maybe two, three years ago to go see a concert, and we stayed at this old monk uh, monastery that turned into a, like a, a, a hotel. And we walked, nice. yeah, we walked to uh, Stage AE and seen Steel Panther, me and my wife, and I couldn't believe how popular Yingling was in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's surprising. Always, I, it's uh, always popular. It's, it's huge like there. Up their cars, yeah. trying to go to other states that don't have it, right? So like loading up yeah. PA and <laughs> yeah. going over. It's it's I, I couldn't believe it. Like every place I went into had like at least three or four different Yinglings on tap and crazy amount of bottles. And I was like, man, you guys are like you got your icy light and all these really big Pitt, Pittsburgh breweries in the area, and it's like you really cover Yingling, which is pretty cool. But if yeah. you think about the Pittsburgh, you know, area, not not so much these days anymore, right? But but if you think about the the history of Pittsburgh, it is a more obviously steel town, more blue collar town. Yeah. So it kind of is in line with the tradition of Yingling, if you will. I'm not saying that's exactly why it's so popular out there, but I'm not surprised from that standpoint because you know they're used to obviously the the Rolling Rock from Latrobe for the longest yeah. time, so they're used to and that the ice kind of light, blue, right? yeah, I see yeah. like that that blue collar beer, so. They have an appreciation there. I can't speak to everyone now because I know Google's moving into town. Facebook is moving into town. Nah. So it's definitely not the same. But yeah. uh, There's something but, to be know, said for consistency, though. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like consistently making that beer My- for over 100 years. And it's consistently good. And they have multiple variety, you know, variety or, or names, right, that they make beer under. And I think, I don't know, I, I think there's something to be said for that. So Every person I know that works there, they don't leave. They, they love who they work for, and the company treats them very well. That's great. That's I ne- awesome. I've never heard someone say, I just quit Yingling because I hated it. Every, it's, it's like, it's hard to get hired into Yingling, even to be just an assembly line person. That people When, wow. when people start working there, they stay. They love it. They probably get free beer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they probably get free I've beer. I've heard really cool stuff about their company parties. I heard they they, they, they have a great they, – they literally walk in and there's T-shirts and hats and koozies, and you literally walk out like it's a beer fest. You get so much swag. and <laughs> Just swagged out. Yeah, I think they tried yeah. the, the flight before everyone even knew about what it was. They're like, this is our – new because like, they all knew about it. So it was like – yeah, awesome. They really take care of their employees. That's, That's good to know. Yeah, good to hear. Awesome. So uh, what are some of your beers? Oh boy! Um, Our beer right, brewery. Sorry. So let's go. I, we'll go local uh, to start here, Chad. Um, you know, I'm I'm really impressed with local ten uh, seven in North Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously reiterate everything. Chad, a lot of Chad's favorite beer breweries are, are mine. Right, Free Will is obviously amazing. Um, we've done three collabs with them so far, right? Um, so uh, love ten seven. Um, uh, again, great people. Um, like Chad, you know, said about a couple of the breweries too. It's great people. Uh, one of their owners, um, their main owners, is a um, police officer uh, nearby in Columbus meeting. So, um, you know, great. That's what ten seven means. It's you know, you're off duty basically. Is yeah. Is code for um, over the radio. So, ten um, seven's great. Um, you know, Warwick Farm. I think Chad and I have made a great relationship with. Um, they've only been open since November. Great guys. Great guys making great beer out the gate um can't say enough about how good people they are um always talking to us texting us you know giving us some beer hanging out you know in the parking lot or whatever um who am i forgetting chad we don't have enough we in love... the pennsylvania right oh my yeah, god yeah. so uh, I mean, we love the the guys at Levante. We've been hanging out with them since the very beginning. Um, they've just started. Um, our boys at Stable Twelve are making amazing beer. Um, oh my god! This I, I'm so disappointed. I'm on my last little sip of Super Mash Bros. I absolutely <laughs> love this beer. You need to try the news. I don't know if I have any left. I might have one can left. If I do, I'll save it for you. Um, but they're I mean they're making amazing beer and they've been doing well during this. You know, so many people have been supporting them during this, this, you know, virus and everything. So really excited, super excited for them. Um, you know, as we get more 
I guess West. Um, we love our, our friends at Rotunda. Uh, we did a did a beer collab with them. I oh, mean, they're, they're sweet. They're stuff. sweet tart beer. Oh my god! Yep. So yeah, good. that series is so good. incredible. Uh, we brewed a beer there, and they got us, um, you know, a couple beers deep. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> it was, we you, always have fun. Have you had their ultimate how, sin? Uh, I don't know if I've had that one. It's over a ten percent. It's like a triple IPA, and it drink, we did, we it drinks <laughs> so smooth. Oh my god! I had one like taster of it. Like, do you want a full pint? I'm like, do you want me to keep my clothes on? Like, are you... <laughs> <laughs> like I need an Airbnb quickly. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> can I sleep in the brewery tonight? Yeah. Do you, you have a cot back there for me? <laughs> this is why, like, when we do collabs, if we, if we're like traveling, I'm like, thank God, like we're just gonna take an Uber back and like whatever. Yeah. Because I don't want to worry about that stuff. And <laughs> um, so you know, like, I guess moving west, um. You know, I was just talking to our, our, our buddy Brian uh, Eaton at Grist House. Um, you know, they're celebrating their sixth anniversary soon uh, this weekend, Memorial Day. So super excited for them. We love them. 11th Hour, um, those are our boys, too. I mean, they're, they're making such good beer. Um, Cinderland's obviously um, Dancing Gnome. Andrew's always been amazing to us. I, you know, have to shout him out. Um, i trying to think who else. Um Oh, okay. So they're not really in Pittsburgh, but you know, besides Stick City and Mars, which is phenomenal, um, there's Cellar Works, which is also in Mars, which is great beer, um, and then also Shoebrew. Oh, technically, Sarver. Sorry, Sarver, which is right next to Mars. Um, yeah, it's super close. Cellar, so that's Cellar Works, and then Shoebrew and Zeely, Zeely Nopal. Um, which is the weirdest name ever, uh, but they're making—I mean—amazing beers. If you like video games, they have a whole video game series beer. Who's um, this? I'm right. Uh, Shoe, it's called Shoe Brew. Shoe Brew. H U Brew. They have a—they have an IPA series called Pixelated IPA, and you know it goes off the whole 64 pixel or whatever that is. So nice. I'm, I'm probably wrong on that. Um, Old amazing beers. Video amazing. Games. I uh, I buy beer like I'm a 12 year old buying T-shirts still. Um, <laughs> All right. Welcome, welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah. If I look at a label, man, and I and I'm like, oh boy, that's that's coming home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, exactly. I actually had one of your collaborations that I I, I was absolutely in love with. The, I think the label, some labels make the table. I believe this label is on the table. Uh, it was not. It was a stable twelve. I thought I didn't have stable oh, twelve, nice. and then I realized it was. It was the day man. I'm a huge oh, Always Sunny nice. fan. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and this is before. So like we have a ten foot long podcast table. I don't know if you've seen the photos on. Uh, yes, but we, I have seen the. It's literally sticker bombed. There's just stickers on top of stickers on top of stickers. So That's I didn't awesome. have a pencil. You didn't guys. This is before you guys put the post out about your stickers. So I actually cut the day man's. PA Brewery sticker off and put it on the table, so I had one before I had it. <laughs> so yeah, oh, we appreciate that. But that day man was fantastic, and of course anything without, with Charlie Day on it. Without going into it, yeah. Without going into it, we couldn't. Uh, uh, I don't know how much we can say, Chad. We. Uh, I mean, you can say as much as you want. We made a beer called Nightman as well. Oh yeah, no! And we got yeah. and we got, we got a cease um, and desist from a certain company. Um, so it wasn't the name; it was more so the likeness. Yeah. So we used we used an artist that we that we absolutely love in 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 Pennsylvania. Um, I think we could say his name right, Chad. Um, Fenzy. Yeah, well, his name's on the labels and everything. It's uh, Pat Henzy. Uh, phenomenal artist. He does a lot of abomination stuff. He does a lot of yeah Wong yeah. yeah. Paul Pack. He does Conchi. Um, if you're not following him, I would suggest go follow him. I have a Great lot of his. Guy. I have a lot of his art on the table as well. I have his. Um, awesome. I have his abomination hop the the swamp thing beer like the the hop. Awesome. And I have the only in hell beer. Uh, I cut the label out because I like the art. So his art is on our table a lot too. Nice. <laughs> Couldn't be a cooler guy. I mean, we've had so many beers in person, and um, you know, we just like working with him. So you know, we when we approached Stable Twelve with this idea, you know, Ricky at Stable Twelve was like, "Look, like I think that's so cool." Um, you know, we blew Damon out right away. Um, the press that they got was was absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, the press release we wrote up was was uh, I think probably too good because of what happened. But um, yeah, Disney eventually saw it, and we got to see some of this. So, <laughs> um, anyways, I mean, not to overshadow the beer. The beer was phenomenal. Um, they made a great IPA as always. 
Um, and, you know, we were just super excited with it. I'm hoping he re- he renames it and, and keeps it going, but yeah. we'll see. Um, you can call it I'm Here for the Gasps. <laughs> we, we were thinking about calling it, uh, you know, something along the lines of uh, cease and desist or yeah. something else just without, well, just without like a picture. You know? I'm not a, I hope I don't, you guys are more towards Pittsburgh, so I think I'm fine saying this, but I'm not a huge Philadelphia sports fans, but it's, it, um, I know Stable Twelve likes those type of beers, but if uh, Birds of War, just like them dresses, yes. like the, 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 the always like to keep so. always sunny type. I'll I'll drink all the always sunny beers ever. I know Cattenwall so. makes a lot of always sunny. Not Cattenwall. Who was that? Well, what brewery was that? They made Cattenwall. They made Oct- Ocular Pat Down. And oh, what was? Awesome. Um, and there was oh. another. There was another one. I just forget the brewery now. So we aren't just to let you know we aren't more towards Pittsburgh, but. Um, you know, I am impartial. Just my family's from there, so yeah. I do. I do like you know Philly sports. But <laughs> All my teams are from Washington. I'm a big Redskins fan, but I don't. But we don't bother anybody, so I don't really offend too many people. <laughs> right, so it's safe that way. Oh boy, <laughs> I go to an All Eagles bar in uh, in Frackville, and it's like. It's like being in downtown Philly on a Sunday, and uh, I walk in in all my Redskins gear every Sunday. If the Redskins aren't playing, I'm there like to hang out, and I get the asshole chant as soon as I walk in. But they're all really <laughs> good people, yeah. But it would be it's it's like I always tell people if you're an Eagles fan, you have to at least experience one Eagles game in this bar. Like they're chanting, and it's like <laughs> it's like a soccer game, like the way the soccer fans chant in a in a in a tiny little packed bar, and these it's unbelievable. It's awesome. That's awesome. Chad, do yeah. you have any comments about that, or you can leave that go? <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge Cowboys fan. So. Oh, uh, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. Man, that's like the worst of two evils for me. I don't know who they yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> It's hard we because continue the conversation. Yeah, you know, it's hard because right? you made it. You made a really good wrestling reference, but you're also a Cowboys <laughs> fan, so I'm really torn on so you it's now. Like, <laughs> I'm torn on this person. We don't hold it against him because he, he, he's, uh, you know, he, he's really about PA right now. So we don't, we don't hold it. Against yeah. Him. yeah, right. Outside of my football allegiance, I'm all PA. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, none of my. I mean, I like the uh, the Hershey Bears. I just like hockey in general, so I can watch any hockey team. But I just picked the Capitals because no flyers yeah. though, no flyers. No, I I, I go to the uh, in Reading the uh, Reading Royals or Reading Rail Riders or whatever their name is. I forget, mm-hmm. but uh, Reading Royals. But they're a Flyers like farm farm team, and their those games are a blast. Really good time. I've uh, I've, I've I've gone to a couple of a uh, couple of hockey or a couple of uh, college hockey games, which I found to be. Super, super fun, Did dude! Not live hockey is just so much fun. Yeah, live hockey is just—it's on another level. But college hockey, I just didn't think I'd get that to that much into. Mm-hmm. Unexpectedly, loved it. Nice. So, uh, what are some of your favorite types or styles of beer? Like, you walk into a beer place, or you look at someone's beer list, and you look at the styles. What do you, What do you go to first? Oh boy! Um, so we've been getting into this recently. We just did um, another podcast first at Brewbox with our buddy Dennis. Um, it, it, Chad, I'll start because so for I mean Chad makes fun of me. I, I love IPAs. I mean I just I I got hooked on the bitterness originally. I didn't like it um, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know um, things like uh, Sierra Nevada, you know Pale Ale, and some of their West Coast got me really involved in, in, in beer, craft beer to be, be specific. But um, I really love I, I like hops. So IPAs first. Um, you know um a huge fan of also like Pilsner's and, and, uh, Kolsch's. I like the crispy, you know, a bite to it on the end. Um, but you know, I, we've been having conversations with breweries lately and, you know, I, I've been asking to make black IPAs and black lagers, um, two styles I don't see represented well, but are also very tasty. Um, so those, and you know, I love a good stout. So, um, I, without saying I like to try everything, um, those are the ones I gravitate towards. But, you know, given the chance to go into a brewery, um, you know, when we could, um, you know, Chad and I do flights. I mean, we just say, hey, like we got on the board, let's grab four or five at a time and, and try them. And I think that's the best representation of of a brewery, right? Um, I can't judge you based off of just your IPAs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I do like a well-rounded experience when I go, but I, I do gravitate towards other styles if I, if I had to choose. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, 
you know, obviously for, well, not obvious, but like when I say my choices, they're not always readily available, but like I'm a huge Oktoberfest or Marzen fan, but you know, let's face it that you're probably not going to get that in July or June or whatever it is. Um, and if you can, either it's super old or got released super early. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a huge Oktoberfest or Marzen fan. Um, and then stouts as well. Uh, I've been on a bit of a stout kick for probably the last two years now where I just really enjoy a, a quality made stout. I'll drink everything, you know, kind of we just made point. three with free will. Yeah. That, that helps. Um, but yeah, to, to Matt's point, I'll definitely drink anything, everything, but if I have my choice and I'm not there to just taste everything, those are the styles I'm chasing after. Yeah. Uh, normally I go for the IPA myself. Um, unless they have a, a lager or pills, because it's, it's it seems like a lot of a lot of places I've gone to recently they they shy away from that because uh, because of what people really want they want their sours they want their IPAs they want their stouts so if I see a lager I'm I'm definitely grabbing it or a pills um, I I like those easy drinkers like I, I like they're, they're like during podcast beers <laughs> and then like when we do our yeah. flights and review I like doing those as well. Um, but yeah, like recently we went to uh, Liquid Noise. I think they were open nine weeks before we interviewed them and sat down and like hang out with them. And they had 15 beers on taps, and they were only open nine weeks. And I was like, wow, that's really really impressive. And all They're their beer, all their beers were stellar. They even had a, a sour, not sour, a seltzer that didn't taste like a seltzer, and it tasted like a, a like a blue huggy, but with a little bit of booze in it. It was really right. good. <laughs> like yeah, I was like so like. It, it's it's nice to definitely I, I definitely I'm, I'm all about the variety even if I'm not into a stout or I'm not into a certain style I'll try it just for the sake to say like hey I did it and this is my take and how like you know what I mean what what I think you know I mean if, if yeah. what you, I would get out of it and if you would enjoy it as well um, but yeah like that I'm the same way but yeah I go for I go for the lager pilsners first that's we're my... seeing a huge push I think by brewers who like to drink those styles and they're trying to bring them back so yeah um, what Chad and I, or I guess, you know, Chad started saying this, but I guess we both say it is, um, you know, they're making the other styles that people want so they can afford to make the styles they want. So they're making the IPAs and the, and the fruited sours that, that occasionally they like, but if they're always gravitating towards pills or cultures or, or something like that, you know, we're seeing more of those on tap. So it's nice to get the variety now, right? Where, people are offering both i mean human robot in philly does a great job at this right they have the human side and they have the robot side and they're making um and chad you went there so jump in but you know they're they're making the hazy ipas but they're also making the you know the pilsners and the kolsch's and the lagers and um, they have a slow for a slow for czech pilsner that um are what dreams are made of oh yeah, we yeah they have one of those. I can't those, wait for the world stuff. to go back to normal so I can explore. <laughs> right, right. And the best part about them is they have they have one of those side pool taps, which aren't super popular in America. They were established over in Europe, but are, have been making their way over here. Um, they're probably only one of like maybe five breweries in the entire state that have one. Um, and so I've tried three of those five breweries so far, and I can tell you they definitely make a difference in the type of beer you're drinking and the experience you have with your beer, if that mm-hmm. makes sense to you at all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I highly recommend they are in, uh, not in center city, Philadelphia. They're, they're, they're in this, you know, Philly proper pretty much. Um, but they're, they're very much worth checking out. Not a big location, but, but worth checking out. Yeah. What are, what's a, a brewery that you guys got to go to that maybe it was under your radar or maybe doesn't have a huge push yet, but you went there and they, they really blew you away with presentation that, that people should know about. Yeah, I would say, and I, and I kind of always use these guys as an example, but for me, it's, it's definitely Moss Mill Brewing out in Huntington Valley, PA, um, which is, if you're not familiar with the area, it's, it's kind of just outside of Philadelphia by like maybe 20, 30 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so the head brewer there actually came from Yards and he ran the quality lab at Yards. And you can tell that you know, running a quality lab for a, such a large brewery has permeated in his beer. He, um, they make really good beer at the end of the day. They're, they're not, they're not like the sexiest name out there. They're not going to get the lines. They're not going to get you the haziest beer that, that you've ever had. Right. But if you sat down and had some of their beer and it doesn't matter the style, you could tell that you're drinking a, just a well-made, 
just somebody put time and effort into this beer and, and you can just tell that that the quality is off the charts yeah. but again they're not going to impress you to today's standards of you know the the crazy posts on social media and what have you but you cannot get a bad beer there how about your take uh, i'm gonna go stick city i uh you know i know chad's mentioned these guys before but um, you know, I just think from the overall, you know, design of their tap room to make it look like this really cool, like cabin, you know what I mean? Like you're visiting in the, middle of the woods to the beer. I think they're underrated. I think we've had plenty of their beer. They were supposed to be in our, um, festival, um, especially April that was actually pushed obviously because of everything. Um, but you know, we chose them to be in the festival because we said, Hey, not a lot of people know about you guys, but your beer is phenomenal. And, you know, when we find stuff like that, we want to call it out and we say, hey, like, you're not in Pittsburgh, right? You're in Mars, PA, but you, people need to pay more attention, right? The quality's there. They have one of those side uh, side pours like Chad was just talking about. Um, and they're making all kinds of beer, right? The, the, the Pilsners and the Clean Styles, but also the IPAs and um, – they're just phenomenal people. So whenever we see that, we, we want to call it out. And for me, I think more people need to, need to pay attention to them, regardless of how far outside of you know Pittsburgh they are. They are worth the drive. So. And, and they're, they're called what again? Stick City. Stick City. I thought you said six at first. So Stick no, City. No, stick, stick City, yeah. Like a stick. Yeah. Um, it, it, it kind of it plays along. Um, I think they had a cabin. And they're right? out, yeah, they're yeah, out, the the they're out <laughs> in the sticks. The family. Yeah, the family has a cabin, or I don't even think it was a cabin. I think Nick said Nick's the owner. I think he said it was just property, like land. Yep. Um, and and they said, you know, they were always talking about going out into the sticks to this property, yeah, going yeah, out into yeah, the yeah. sticks. And now, and and truth truth be told, their location is kind of out in the sticks as well. I don't mm-hmm. think they think so much because I think they're like used to the area so much where they're like, no, this is like the main part of the area. But if, <laughs> if you're like us, if you're if you're just outside of Philadelphia, you go there and you're like, no, no, no this is definitely in the sticks. Don't, don't get me wrong. <laughs> we have some bi- we have some business like that in our area. Um, yeah, like, yeah. Right. <laughs> you're, you're driving through the woods for five minutes and you're like, oh, here we are. You're like, I'm not getting out. I see too many horror movies. <laughs> it's also it's also important <laughs> to note they're they're the first craft brewery in Pennsylvania that that we know of, right? That has joined the one percent for the planet movement. Yeah, so they donate at least one percent of gross sales directly to nonprofits uh, in the state so oh, wow. which helps you know uh you know clean up the parks and make those sorts of things like that you and know i commit to like a level of sustainability as well mm-hmm. like even in their manufacturing process so you know even during the coronavirus times um i was doing an instagram live with nick and he's like look it, even during this we just wrote checks for him so you know yeah. we're fully committed so uh, you know anytime you see stuff like that you got to call it out and we we just love them so that's my choice. Perfect, perfect. So, what are some future plans for the uh, for the for the page and for for what you guys are looking to do in the future once once we all get back to normal here? Oh boy! Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, in the immediate future, it, when we get back to normal, is just get out get out more. I mean, we we do a pretty good job of getting out to begin with, but we really want to kind of you know once once everything's lifted, we really want to get out to breweries. We want to host a whole bunch of bottle shares. That's Something we've been doing more recently is we'll host bottle shares at local breweries for for folks um, who follow our page or are part of our group just to get together and, you know, the camaraderie and community. So we want to host a bunch of those as soon as we get the all clear uh, for the page itself. You know, we want to keep growing it. It, I would say the one major thing we're looking at is getting an actual app itself. So this way, you know, the maps are a little bit easier to use because right now they're all Google map interfaces. Whereas if we were to get an app, it'd be a little bit easier. We'd also be able to do a little bit better with like push notifications and things like that. So so that's probably the one big area that we really want to focus on. But but the site itself is it's more of we just want to continuously be that steady flow of news, that steady flow of information when it comes to Pennsylvania beer. We, We realize that a lot of a lot of breweries appreciate what we do and a lot of breweries uh, realize there's a need for what we do. And we feel that if we can just kind of be continuously, you know, providing at a high level that long-term 
things are going to work out for us. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really what it's all about. When everything was booming before the world went to an end, we uh, I don't we, we probably were annoying you with sharing your posts all the time. But every time you posted <laughs> up, we were always sharing it and tagging you guys because, like I said, no, I, never I, annoying. I, I absolutely never love annoying. the page. Now here's a, here's a question just from an, uh, a, a, a statistic standpoint: how, Do you get more people that just go to the Facebook page, or do you have more people who just go to the, like the website? Um. You know, your question. We, we, we don't really track. I, I should say it this way, actually. The, the way we do it is we try to funnel everything back to the to the Web page. Yeah, um, there's a few reasons for that. A, it's just cleaner. We can create lists. We can create uh, map or we can create like menus on our Web page. We can just keep things cleaner. Um, but at the same time, you know, the, the co- our company is. Uh, revenue generating in the sense that you know companies want to advertise through our page so that helps continue to bring up you know ad revenue for for the site itself um but we find that the social media pages specifically facebook are a really good um you know distribution engine to get people back to the website because you know the website I, I, i always joke with matt about this the website i could post a ridiculous article on the website something that's just you know, doesn't make sense and is absolutely stupid. No one's going to see it unless it gets posted on our social media pages because people True. don't just like go to our website. They don't yeah. just type in like, hey, breweriesandpa.com, what's going on? And it makes sense. There's no reason for them to. Um, so it's really sometimes, the I mean, sometimes yeah, occasionally, some right? Traffic, if it's just like, yeah. hey, yeah, well, through Google, right? I'm, I'm searching for a specific topic and, and yours, yeah. you know, your SEO just happens to fall in my lap here. Yeah. But, but so for us, we want to continue to grow our social media pages because we realize those are ultimately what are driving our, Mm -hmm. our web, our web views, which is ultimately what's keeping us in business and allowing us to travel without, you know, having to you know go broke out of our own pocket if you will that's we're able to take pretty much every dollar we make and throw it back into the company whether that's through travel or you know through the events that we host or we've recently gotten to merchandise things of those nature so i'm waiting for the t-shirt i'm a t i have a t-shirt fiend so whenever the t-shirts we, we, come. we always talk about t-shirts so <laughs> the, the reason the reason you know kind of peel back the onion here the reason we're a little <laughs> bit slow on, on the t-shirts are because T-shirts are a little harder. You know, glasses are easy to have. Stickers are easy to have because they're one one size fits all, right? You get yeah. you get a glass, you get a sticker. T-shirts are a little harder because you have to have X amount of smalls, X amount of mediums, X yeah. amount of larges. Yeah. And if I you still don't have, have some too, from the last run at my house. That, yeah, you know. if you don't have too much on one size, then you then you end up needing more on another size. So we want to get into T-shirts, and that's something that you know, you know Matt and I constantly talk about. We just haven't pulled the trigger yet because we're not. We're, we're always debating, right? Do we just do the pre-order or do we just bite the bullet and buy the inventory and just push it like crazy? Yeah. Also, we, we always talk about like, can we get a little more creative with it? I, to me, I'm not a, I love our logo. Don't get me wrong. But like, to me, I'd rather have our logo on the t-shirt somewhere smaller, but then get a creative like Pennsylvania type, you know, logo going on to, to get mm-hmm. a little bit more creative than just strictly our logo. So yeah, we we want to get more T-shirts out there. It's just we're we're a little bit slower, and and those are the reasons why. Yeah, yeah. I want to do hats soon too. I think. Oh, uh, I love hats. Yep, I'm a hat guy. Looking looking into a few hat things, but um, it's hard. I mean, there's a lot of upfront money. I do like the idea of the of pre-order. So. Yeah. I use a, exploring that a little bit more. <laughs> I use a site called Teespring, and it's one of those sites where it doesn't cost you anything to put your stuff on there, and you can do like hoodies, t-shirts, mugs, anything, and they you pretty much set whatever price it is, but whatever it costs for them to ship it to somebody and make it, they just take their cut. So say if you sell like a t-shirt for like 50, 20 bucks, you make a couple bucks on it, and you don't have to really worry about anything, and it's kind of, because I, I don't have the money now because I put so much into equipment, and I this doesn't generate me really anything at all, um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's it's one of those things where you don't have to have a big inventory and people can just go on there at their convenience and order stuff. But, uh, yeah, yeah. But those, I, I've been seeing those pop up more and more and, and those do seem like a pretty viable option. Yeah. They're, they're quick and easy. Yeah. They're, they're nice. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, if you, like I said, you get the, you get the shirts and hats going, let me know. I'll, you, you have a customer with me. I, I have a shirt. <laughs> my, my wife just went through my t-shirt collection and, uh, before everything came out, like there was still stuff in the wash. I was up to 430. 
Oh wow! Yeah, oh wow! Counted them. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. She's she's not impressed with it. She doesn't think it's a cool collection. Um, <laughs> 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 and most of them, most of my shirts are like once again, I, I like to show support. So a lot of them are like local bands, local breweries, um, local wrestlers, professional re- like wrestling in general. Like wrestling mm-hmm. is pretty much the main of my t-shirt collection. But uh, nice. <laughs> I'm not gonna not wear a Stone Cold shirt, you know? Like, nice. <laughs> but yeah, so. yeah. That's awesome, man. Another yeah. suggestion, sure. just maybe an idea for you guys if you do get an app going, um, a Pennsylvania beer checklist so you can like check off the places you've been. That's yeah. actually that's actually been an idea that I've wanted to incorporate. We have a list of um, we have a list of all the breweries in the state just listed out in you know list format, and yeah. I always you know sometimes I'll I'll come into our social media pages and just drop in you know how many have you been into, or how many have you been to, and and it's I've always looked at it as it'd be awesome if people could actually get in here and do that. Yeah. So yeah, you're you're speaking the same language. And nice. I would love that because nice. you're right. I mean, people love the chase. People love to you know be a part What's of next. Of, yeah. Of, yeah. You know, yeah. What's going on? One. So. One of the biggest yeah, things was, I, I'm looking to do for our page, when it not page, but just in general, our community, and uh, even if you guys, we can work together on it, be fun. Is like once everything goes back to normal, we have like, hey, you probably, I think you guys already kind of do this, but you said your bottle shares and stuff. But like, we're gonna be at this brewery this Saturday at this time from this time, and if we can all kind of get together and hang out and have like a like just just kind of flood this place, give the business some business, and also kind of yeah. meet each other on a on a personal level, we want to start doing yeah. that. And even like if where we are in School County like get like a like an edge usa bus have someone dd drive like drive 15 20 people to a brewery and kind of just show up as 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 a podcast family community and just show up at a brewery and kind of show them support now that is a really cool idea that sounds like you know our bottle shares pretty much but on steroids as far as like taking a bus somewhere because that's what we do with with our bottle shares we usually do that We'll, we'll you know we'll pick a brewery usually the brewery will work with us on you know, giving a discount to anyone who comes and, and buys beer through them. But the bottle share is exactly that, right? You bring your own beer. So you don't have to buy beer when you get there. It's just an additive incentive. Yeah. And it's exactly that those reasons, right? Because we want to give the brewery business. We want, you know, a lot of our bottle shares happen a little bit earlier before they open up, depending on the size of the brewery, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, they, they don't want to be flooded with non-paying customers at the end of the day during peak business hours. Um, but a lot of people you will usually show up They're not super early, like, you know, 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. but a lot of people will show up. And what we'll find is many of them will stay after and, you know, drink a beer or two or at one of our bottles. Yeah. yeah. One of our bottle shares out in Pittsburgh, they were buying t-shirts like crazy. Yeah. And I remember the, the, the brewer, no, uh, one of the owners coming up to me being like, yeah, hey, we're selling through a lot of t-shirts right now. And it's like, <laughs> well, that's, that's why we're here. Right. That's what yeah. we're trying to do. So, yeah, when we when like I said earlier, when this when this quarantine gets lifted, I I mean, I have a plan. It's a pretty ambitious plan, but I have a plan of like the weekend. Everything gets lifted, hosting like three bottle shares all throughout the state, like literally Philadelphia, Harrisburg, Pittsburgh, all, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just to be like, hey, let's if, if you do Harrisburg, we, we will come and support and, and bring as many people I'll, as we can. And anytime you guys yes. are willing to collab, I'm always down. I'd love to work yeah, with hell you guys. Yeah, man. We're, we we i mean it, it speaks to the mission of our company right how can we get people together so yeah we're we're all for that yeah and, i, and, I know, see other beer podcasts or beer news sources or beer and i'm just like how can we work together because if we if, if my people right? can hear about your stuff and your people can hear about our stuff and we can work together yeah. and just all and the, our overall goal is to put over a brewery or just beer i, I that's that's I, that's where i'm aiming you know yeah and well and you asked what's next right for us now, yeah i think in addition to, um, I want to get more into video. Um, in addition to that, I think our collabs are, are really fun, right? So we've been doing a lot, you know, with Free Will. We did one with, um, uh, you know, a couple with Stable 12. I think we're really trying to push that as well because, you know, we can highlight the brewery, you know, what they're doing, and then and then kind of drive people to that. So I think, you know, as things start to loosen up, Chad and I are going to, yeah, reconvene and see who we want to do some collabs with. And, yeah. you know, we always blow it out marketing wise too. So that's always fun. And whether we do an event or something like that, um, it's, it always helps. So, uh, more of those and then obviously more video um, yeah. as well. Another thing I hope happens more often is now with this whole Pennsylvania where they're starting to be a little more lenient on shipping beers. You know, I know you can't do it <laughs> from state to state, but where they're letting breweries ship, you know, containers of beer to other people in state, that's a, I, I, I 
really just pushing that initiative that like our area is so depleted when it comes to doing that you know that's why it's really important like not always important but it's really helpful when can when breweries um can stuff because a lot of people in mm -hmm. our area they can't get it unless it's in a can or a bottle um even yeah. with the yingling porter there was a lot of distributors in our area were buying it in kegs and then growler, uh, crowler canning it and selling it in their shelves like that, and it saw would, that, yeah. And it was going off the shelves like crazy. And like I know my dad would get like a couple cans and then take it up to New York to his friends that were dying to try it. Like we were trying to help, you know, get it out there. But yeah, like the, the areas like this, like it's 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 nice to hear different perspectives of Pennsylvania. But like canning beer is huge for people like us because we that's the only really way we can access it and, and really enjoy it. Yeah, I mean we're up to ten. Right, right, Chad. So ten uh, distributing statewide. Um, yeah. So you yeah. can get a variety of Western and Eastern PA breweries shipping directly to you. Um, but yeah, no, it definitely is helping now that everybody is is canning more. So yeah, and, and the cool thing is, is people who are listening on our end are you know if you go to their website, they have the breweries listed that do that that ship it. They have the ones that are kid friendly that you can go with your kid and and, and are ones that you can go and get food at. That's a huge thing too. Like I know my wife is not a drinker, but if she can go mm -hmm. somewhere and get a really good meal. She's gonna loosen up on me a lot when I go and have a couple of beers, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or if you want to take your dog out, right? Yeah. If you want to go to a brewery that is inviting to your dog. I mean, Absolutely. There's, there's a whole list, right? And listen, if and I can I, get good it's food, constantly. If so. I can get good food and my dog can, and my wife can possibly pet a dog, I can get her to any brewery <laughs> in Pennsylvania. She she will go all day long, and I have a oh, free I've DD. Had all the dogs. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, every dog, I pet him. Yep. <laughs> so, we, it, no, it's helpful. I mean, people are. These are things that were born out of questions that we were constantly getting. Right. Yeah. So uh, anything you see on our website is either something that Chad and I thought was once, you know, valuable or something that we constantly got questions about. So clearly they have some value. So yeah, hundred percent. Awesome. Well, I, I don't want to keep you guys forever. I absolutely appreciate the time. Um, everyone who listening, definitely go check out breweries of Pennsylvania. Um, like I said, they do a fantastic job. And once again, guys, thank you so much. Um, I'll definitely, we'll definitely be in contact and, and, and do this again uh, in person. Or if you ever have anything you guys are doing, let me know. And we'll, we'll put it on our end as well. And if you ever want to collab, I'm always here. Well, we really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having us. No, anytime. Yeah, thank you for your time. Appreciate that'll do it. it. We'll, oh, yeah. That'll do it for Bang of Beers. We'll see you guys next time.